Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about our new movie, Jewel of the Nile? I am, because after all, we We are are the the watchers watchers of movies. Back. Hello, everyone. Back from the dead. Yes. Taking a a a nice little well, wasn't I? Wouldn't really say nice little break, but you know, you know, some personal stuff had happened and had to do with that. So, but we're back now. Yay! Yay. Oh my gosh! So, my complex is having a cookout right now, and they just turned the music up. So I can't even hear it. Okay, good. I just I don't know if people could hear that or not in the background, but. It's like they're they're blasting Garth Brooks right now. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. I love um, it. <laughs> weird. Um I don't know if my complex has parties. I've never like been to one or tried to go to one. You know what? I think they do, but I just don't go. I'm like, Oh, they do? Maybe. Because <laughs> am I making that up? I don't my know. My complex has like a cookout every summer once every summer and um but during quarantine they started having these like free food days where they would like order us pizza and burger and tacos really consecutive fridays like one friday they were like you want a free pizza and i wasn't gonna get any of them but they sent an email around that was like we got lots of extra pizzas so i went down there and i got a free pizza and the woman was like how many people live with you do you want more and she would have given me like 12 pizzas if i wanted them (laughs) i just took one um and then like the next week it was burgers and i went to get a burger because i thought this is kind of novel but there was like a line and that was like in like april when the pandemic was like at the height and so i thought well i'm not waiting in line so i just went back home and then i didn't partake anymore after that but no they keep doing this stuff i don't know (laughs) that's interesting yeah mine my complex doesn't even like talk through email i wish that they would because i never check my mail i mean i'm terrible at checking my mail i will literally check it like once every two months maybe (laughs) oh my (laughs) gosh yeah i'm awful like everything needs to be sent electronically to me because that I get it on my phone, I get it on my computer, you know, but like if I have to physically go down and check my mail, I'll either forget or just like straight up won't do it. Like I'm like, I'm like, oh, I got a notification that I need to check my mail. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> I just don't do it. So I like getting mail. It's like, it's like the potential for Christmas. Anytime <laughs> I go to the mailbox, I like it. I just it. get irritated because I get a bunch of junk mail. So yeah, like, I throw away most, like, most <laughs> mail that I get, I don't even open. I just rip it up in the envelope. Yeah, but, same. Um, on the off chance that I get something fun. Plus, I get, like, magazines, so. Yeah. I like that. A lot of catalogs. Like. Yeah. I donated, like, I donated to a couple little charities a few years ago, and they must have sold my name to every charitable organization in the world because I get so many letters. And I think to myself, which I don't think this is an original thought, but every time I get a letter, as I'm ripping it up, I think you probably could have just given the money back to yourself that you spent printing this document and mailing it to me because... (laughs) I didn't like I don't care. Like there's so many organizations that will send me mail and it's 
really annoying. It is. It well, makes and they not want to give to them. No, I get that. Like, well, and the amount of money that they're spending on just producing like this paper is like, is like that could have fed a family for like a year. Yeah, you know? like, like let's oh, put things in perspective give, here. <laughs> give a family a meal for a month for just two dollars, and I'm like, well, you probably spent two dollars in postage. <laughs> when I think about all the people you mailed, yeah. And plus, I've never been encouraged to donate. Like nothing I've ever gotten in the mail has made me want to donate. It's all just like things I've heard of or seen that I'm like, oh, maybe I should donate to that. You know? Right. Those. I have- don't know. Have you ever seen that? I think it's a Key and Peele. Um, it's a skit where it's like, you know how like they had those like, it was like Alyssa Milano who's like, look at this child. They're starving. And you're like, oh, that's really sad. Or like, well, oh, you know, yeah. I think she did ASPCA. Oh, no. Was that Sarah McLachlan? Yeah, that was Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so like the kids ones. And it's like, and one of the guys is like in this like third world country. And he's like, look at these fucking kids and they're fucking starving on the street. And you're fucking sitting in there, your, your, your house, like eating like your food. And these kids are starving. He's like, freaking donate your money. And it was like, it was like, oh, that might be a little bit more effective than this sad, like in the arms of the Yeah. Oh my gosh. Your South Park spoofed it as well. They did like crack babies. And so oh, I don't know. I think. I hate those commercials. I hate getting mail. I hate, like, there's even organizations that I feel okay giving to, like, that I've gave, given to in the past a little bit. And even when they send me stuff, I'm like, stop sending me things. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't like sob stories. I don't like them. They don't make me feel charitable. You know what I mean? Right. No, oh, that sounds I know. really bad. That sounds really bad. But I feel like they choose, like, the most sad photo they can find yeah and they're and they're like don't you feel terrible for not giving to this poor dog that's like cold you know and I think like well behind who took the photo maybe they should take care of the dog (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that makes me sound bad but I don't mind I don't mind helping people I just don't like it when they try to make me feel bad like they try to get me to help by making me feel bad yeah, no, I get that. Like, if someone's like, I'm going to make you feel guilty to get what you want. I'm like, you're not going to get what you want because you're making me feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll do it because I want to because out of the kindness of my heart. But if you're like, oh, my God, this dog is starving on the street or this kid is starving mm-hmm. on the street and you're just a piece of shit. I'm going to be like, fine, then I guess I'm a piece of shit. Like, I don't. what, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm barely making it on my own let alone with like (laughs) having to help some right child on the street well yeah like (laughs) that's been quarantine so far are we terrible people no (laughs) i just don't like getting lots of wasted junk mail just like you don't you know i don't really don't this really is on them i think this boils down to it being their fault yeah Exactly. They, yeah. It's never our should, fault. It's always their fault. They should be better with their finances and then they wouldn't need me to bail them out. <laughs> I'm talking about the charities, not the people. No, no, I figured, I figured as much. <laughs> I don't, this went way off the rails and I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I, know, I know. It started off with me talking about mail, like in my complex. Yeah. And it was just like, and then those people in third world countries that are yeah. starving. Yeah, whatever. 
Okay, so we have a mini topic. Do you want yes. to talk about our mini topic? Mini about- topics. Yes, we're doing I- some recommendations. What yes. have you been watching in the last month off or more? Well, I have a tendency to rewatch a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. if I'm just because like, you know, this last month has been a little bit more difficult. I tend I tend to stay in stuff that like is familiar to me because it makes me happy. Right. So I don't, you know, I don't want to like try, I don't want to um, watch anything new if it's going to be end up, end up being like too emotionally like draining on me. That's just at the moment. So the ones I have are already ones that I've already watched. Well, except for one of them. But um, do you want me to go? You go. All right. You go. My first one is Castle Rock, which I just re like binge watched the last two days. And the for watching the first season again, I have to say, was a little bit better than watching it the second time. Um, but the second season is with Annie Wilkes from Misery, and it's so fucking good. <laughs> like it is yeah. so good. Is Kathy like, Bates in it? No, um, it's so it's Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie oh, Kaplan yeah. Annie okay. Wilkes, yeah. And I was like kind of on the fence about Lizzie Kaplan. Like I was like, I don't know if she can really do it. I don't know if she's that talented, you know, whatever. But then I watched her in this role and I'm like, shit, I'm a Lizzie Kaplan fan now. Like she's awesome and she's really good at being like where you're just like, there's something fucking shady about this woman. Like there's something off about this girl, you know? And um I thought they did a really good job casting her younger counterpart too, because I've seen in movies where I'm like, they don't even look like the same person. Like, you know, like at least make them look like they're cousins or something, but there's like the kid will be like blonde and then like the adults like brunette. And I'm like, I mean, did you even try? (laughs) You know, it's just. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I can think of some examples that I remember, like, I dislike it when movies have like, younger actors playing older teenage versions of the adult because people don't change that drastically like after 17 or 18 so you could conceivably use the same actor yeah you know so (laughs) eh, I don't like that but they in Harry Potter they did that and it was like it was like the kids from Harry Potter but like in their 40s but they were like the actors like of the original characters See, yeah they could just and do I, that and i would like that so much more no it was bad oh it was bad it was really <laughs> oh, bad really? like everyone was like why didn't you just cat like i mean the, and it was such a small scene that you didn't even have to cast people that were that good at acting because it like some of the people didn't even have like lines in that scene but it was just it was such a quick scene and i was like okay but that looks like a 20 year old daniel radcliffe in in makeup you know, like it doesn't, like he doesn't. Oh, like I see what you mean. So they weren't like, they were supposed to be like way older. Yeah, they like, were like, like because when the sh- when they leave, like after Voldemort's defeated and everything, they're like, wait, Voldemort eight? gets defeated? Yeah, I know. Mm. Spoiler, I know. You well, I guess okay? I don't have to watch the rest of them. <laughs> I'm gonna make you. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, um i know (laughs) like the hero's journey always ends differently so i don't know (laughs) i thought he was the hero the whole time um so after when voldemort's defeated they're like 18 
so okay then, so and they look like they're 18 so then they're like forwarding it like 20 years later or whatever 20 years down the road and i'm like you know these kids they look like they're kids they just look like they have makeup on so it was really bad hmm. what i'm trying to say i didn't like yeah it. i didn't like that they did interesting it. i wish they hadn't had that last scene at all i thought it was like just i mean like it was in the book and even in the book, I was like, is this necessary? Like, do we really need, like, and also Harry named his kid, like, after, like, the, like, the professor that, like, abused him for his entire, like, schooling career. So I'm just saying, like, whatever, you know, abused? we don't need to get into it. What? He was abused? You Well, yeah, Snape, like, was really abusive towards him, like, verbally abusive. And he named his son Snape? He named him Severus. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like Stockholm syndrome. Severus Albus Potter is the kid's name. Wow. Or was it Albus Severus? Whatever. Either way, <laughs> I claim to be a huge Harry Potter fan, but I can't remember. <laughs> like, it's I like only it heard- reminds me of the last, like, one of the last scenes in Return of the King, where like they're in, they're all laughing. Like the the hobbits are all laughing. It's really awkward ending scene and i wish that that moment wasn't in the movie either wait is that like the one where have you ever seen the gif of it's like frodo sitting up in bed and like legolas comes in and frodo's like who's that guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, everyone just like laughs at each other i don't know it's it's very strange but because there's like a very poignant ending um i really like when frodo sails off and he like kisses sam's forehead i love that moment me too so that's very powerful they don't need anything like all the junk they put before it i don't care about but that's like the harry potter thing like why do you you don't need to have that like addendum you know like it's just the epilogue or whatever it's just it's it's already ended so well why do we need to like like you kind of assume that they have a happy life you don't i don't know i i I tend to like kind of vague like cliffhanger endings just because I'm like, ooh, what happened then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a choose like your own adventure. Thing. Exactly. That's why I like them. But with that, I was just like, oh, you know, rolling, what are you what are you doing, man? Let's just no. Yeah. <laughs> no. But to go back, I am a Lizzie Kaplan fan. I've always been a fan of her. Yeah, she's good. She's really yeah. good as Annie Wilkes. She's very, yeah. she's good. It's 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 worth watching. You know, I think it's a good show. It's like I wouldn't I wouldn't call it scary, but it's creepy. It'll it'll like, it'll um it'll put you on edge. You know for sure. Hmm. But Is I it on Hulu? Yep, it's on Hulu. Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Yeah. So you kind of need Hulu to watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But remember, we were talking about the guy in the first season, and I was like, oh, he's so cute and age-appropriate. And you looked him up, and you were like, he is age-appropriate. I was impressed. I I was impressed that you found somebody who wasn't 75 years old to find attractive. (laughs) It's not 75. That's that's like a decade too old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. What is the actor's name, again, that you thought was so dreamy? Andre, Andre Holland. Andre Holland. He was mm-hmm. he was very handsome. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so what's your what's your recommendations? I mean, um, I have more, but 
Yeah, well, well, one of them, since we're on the subject of TV shows, I think the show Devs is really good. That is on Hulu, but it's um, it was on FX, but it, you can watch it on Hulu. And Mike recommended it to me, and I started watching it, and I watched the whole season. It's like eight episodes, and it's very good. It's um, it's about a technology company, and it's very mysterious, and it's like Nick Offerman is in it, which is cool, and um. I don't remember her name, but she was in like Scott Pilgrim and Dan in Real Life. Allison Pill is in it, and she's okay. really good. Okay. And it's just I don't know. It's a it's a good show. It's really interesting. It's like Mike. Well, after I watched it, I was talking to him about it because he watched it a little bit before me. He finished before I did, and there was one episode at the end because it's it's very like out of this world sort of concept and so there's potential if the show was in the hands of people who weren't as talented for there was there was potential for the show to be just like very confusing but they just had some really good moments near the end of the season where they explained a lot of things not 100 percent, but enough for my pea-sized brain to understand it <laughs> and i was talking to mike about it and he said that they had some elegant descriptions of things like elegant explanations and i think that's the best way to describe it i think the writing was really good it's written i think it's made by alex garland who made ex machina and 28 days later and so it's really well made and they made it with the audience in mind like an audience like me who right. i don't know all these like scientific theories that they're talking about so I just think Mike's explanation of the word elegant, or Mike's use of the word elegant is very appropriate. So um, it's not overwhelming. It's just, it's really, it's a, it's, it's a really interesting, cool show. I don't know what they're going to do if they have a second season, because season one was a very good arc. So it'll be interesting to see what direction they take, but I recommend watching it. So it's not a mini series. I don't think so. Okay. No, I think it, it's a it's a show, but I'm not. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna have to check it out. I know you talked with me about it, and I want to check it out. Um, I that kind of brings me into like Westworld. I thought that the first season of Westworld was really good, and then I started watching the second season. I don't think I even finished it. It was it got really bad like right away, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do this, but it had this really very cool concept which kind of would feed into maybe like an ex machina type thing where it's like these very humanoid looking robots in this you know western like thing like this yeah western, you know the second season gave uh Ra evan rachel wood like all she was doing was like monologuing the entire series and it was like these really great like well-written monologues but i was like okay but now I'm bored because you're doing it every episode and it's now it's like too much. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, uh, okay. Like we get it. Yeah. She's really thoughtful. She's really, you know, interesting. And, and she is really interesting, but then the way that they went about it with the second season, I, I, I couldn't even get into it. And also James Marston is not a leading man. Like, I'm sorry, but he does not have the screen charisma <laughs> you're you're laughing but it's like but like it's true like he he just he doesn't have I don't I never really find myself rooting for James Marston even when he's a good guy I just yeah he has kind of like a punchable face <laughs> I mean I, I don't know how else I to say it 
I personally would describe it as that, but <laughs> but like I kind of agree with you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't I can say that I'm I'm I don't think he's a bad actor, but I don't think he's a great actor either. I think he's no. like he's like a middle of the road. Like he exists to make other actors look better maybe he's he's a great yeah no and I actually agree with you on that I totally agree with you on that he's a great like he's a great leading man for stuff like 27 dresses which is just a cute fun like like, romantic yeah yeah, like romantic romantic comedies but as like a serious actor like a serious role no mm -mm, not not even a little bit like I was like "Mm." I was like, bring creepy, like, rapey Ed Harris back. Like, you know, like, I'm like, don't give me James Marsden. Give me Ed Harris. So I would recommend that show. It's on HBO, but I wouldn't recommend watching the second season. because Yeah, I've heard people, good. other people have recommended it to me as well. But at the time, I don't have a way to watch it. So, yeah. But anyway, what's your next recommendation? Um, I was just thinking of... I just lost. Oh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Oh, that was a good one. Is that on Hulu or Netflix? That's on HBO too. Yeah. Oh, okay. HBO as well. Um, That one is really good. It, it, I don't think it's incredibly spot on with like the radiation, um, like how the radiation affects people. I think that, cause I like looked into it and like in the show, like their skin is like falling off. It's really nasty. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that ha- that works. I don't think radiation poisoning is like that. And radiation poisoning is more like you get cancer and it's, yeah, it's super like aggressive a cellu- and then on you a die. cellular level. Yeah. It's not like your skin's not falling off. And I was like, I was kind of like, so I was kind of like annoyed that they did that. I get that it was like for dramatic effect that obviously the Chernobyl, you know, explosion was such a huge um event that still Chernobyl is you know it's still you you can't really go in there not for long periods of time it's still, oh really yeah it's still too, it's like totally radiated the half-life is oh like gosh. the half-life of radiation is like millions of years or thousands of years or something. really so, yeah so it's just that's fascinating crazy but um what was really fascinating, I thought, was how they were trying to figure out how to contain all this radiation. And it was basically like all these people, all of these like men sacrificed their lives to save like hundreds upon thousands of other people. And so it's it was it was very oh, good. So like people that the people that worked at like was it like a power plant that had a meltdown or something? Yeah. A nuclear power plant. So the, the people that worked there basically did like a suicide mission to make yeah. sure it didn't get worse and they brought like other people in too like there was a bunch oh, okay. of minors that they brought in not like minors but like minors you know <laughs> i love it i was thinking the same thing like minors or minors which was it <laughs> okay like as as garbage as louis ck is i do find him his stand-up very funny but he does this one whole bit where he's like He's like, she had sex with a minor, not a minor, but a minor, not, <laughs> yeah. not like a minor, not like a child, but like a minor. And, like, and he explains it for so long. And it's like one of those things that you and I talked about where we like, it's just like, like, it's just like one of those things where explaining it makes it funnier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. nuances of language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Minors. Okay. So they brought in a bunch of children. To help. <laughs> they brought a bunch of children. No, That's they brought the a bunch of dudes meant, right? in. 
and um to try and like cover they covered it with like a thing of cement or something inevitably that's what happened but um it was really hard because they couldn't fly directly over or like through this massive burning pile of like radiation or whatever it was um because they would die like pretty really much. yeah like like within like days or, or weeks or something um, so, so they had to like go around it so they had to like cover it with cement by like somehow flying around it with a helicopter and it was very tense and very good it was very good I liked it and my fave is in it Stalin Skarsgård <laughs> yeah I was gonna bring him up but I didn't want to ruin your story <laughs> yeah I think that sounds interesting if I had if I had a way to watch it I'd probably check it out yeah it's, it's an interesting story and it's relatively recent history it is it's so. like the 60s it's like really recent or 70 oh no no i thought it was the 80s it was in the 80s yeah, yeah. it was like 85 or something yeah yeah i was negative too <laughs> wow yeah wasn't even born yet wasn't even How? a glint in my daddy's eye <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that movie chernobyl diaries it was terrible. I mean, like, no, don't. I think I, I saw the trailer and I think I put it in my probably never going to watch unless I'm at a slumber party someday <laughs> category. Oh, so bad. The guy from Young and Hungry is in it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Josh. <laughs> He's like, is Emile Hirsch in that movie as well? Or am I thinking? No, of a it's different... um, Jesse McCartney. Oh, okay. Who was also in Young and Hungry. And I hated really? him in both of those. So maybe I just don't like Jesse McCartney. Maybe I find he, him really annoying. He just ruins yeah. everything he touches. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, Jesse McCartney's in this. Fuck it. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. All right. Do you have more? Yes, I have another one. So this one I is on Netflix and it's Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Oh yeah, I keep and seeing that. Is that with Will Ferrell? It's Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. And this is my I really liked it, but what I re I would recommend it to anybody, but first I would say watch the trailer. If you don't like the trailer, you're not gonna like the movie because the okay. trailer is is exactly like it. There they don't lie to you. Exactly what the trailer is is exactly what the movie is. It's, but I really like bonkers comedy. I I I really enjoy things that are slightly out there. I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. I like Rachel McAdams as well, and it was just a really fun, mindless movie to watch. And um, I watched it like, you know, when we had those two weeks in the end of June where it was just like ridiculously hot Yeah. here. Well, that was before I had my new air conditioning. So yeah. I was just like sitting at home grumpy and sweaty <laughs> all day. And this movie is set in Iceland. So it was really refreshing to watch them wearing like sweaters and like <laughs> see how cold it was. So I really liked that aspect of it. But it's just... There is one moment of physical comedy in the movie that made me laugh so hard I snorted. <laughs> so I really liked it, but I am, the, I will tell you, it's not for everyone. I, people probably think it's stupid, but that sort of comedy is like right up my alley, just really weird <laughs> bananas things. And so I, I recommend it. I, it was fun. It was a fun escape. Which is funny that you like it because you hate ridiculousness in, like, other films. I hate, like, fantasy ridiculous things. <laughs> but I really like, co I like comedy that's, like, on the fringe of, I like comedy that people will say, that's really weird. Like, that's the kind of comedy I like. Like, 
Saturday Night Live has this like formula where they play funny things, but then if there's time, they'll play like an out there sketch near the end of the show. Uh-huh. And those I always find really funny. Like there was a sketch with a guy who had like a Siamese twin growing out of his face. And it's the <laughs> weirdest sketch. Like whoever thought of it was probably like smoking lots of lots of peyote. But <laughs> I really like it. I think it's what I just I really think things that are on the border of like people just saying that's weird. I don't like it. I really enjoy. But yeah, if it's fantasy or like vampire stuff and it's too out there no i i my my patience is so low for stuff like that i know it's i can't explain it i can't explain it but i like weird comedy because it's funny because you know i mean you and i talk about this a lot where like i do like that ridiculous i'm like well okay i have to say though so i watched jumanji the second one and there's a scene that i was like I, I, I can't get past this. Like, I, I'm like, I can't get past this scene. It doesn't really make sense with the rest of the film. I can't get over it. And I liked the rest of the film. Like, it was fine. But that mm-hmm. one, it was, like, near the end. <clears throat> I don't want to spoil it for anyone because it's a pretty recent film. But, um, and you might, I don't know if you'll end up seeing it. I really loved the first one. I have to say I did not love the Robin Williams one. That one flipped me the fuck out when I was a kid. Oh, but yeah. The- I wasn't allowed to watch that as a kid. <laughs> It was, it freaked me out. Like I was a kid, like I was like, it freaked me out, you know? Um, and, but, um, in the second one, so I saw with Emily and she, (laughs) I was just like, I just can't get over this part. I just can't get over this part. She's like, Lauren, it takes place in a fantasy video game. And I was like, I don't care. (laughs) I was like, I can't get over it. Yeah. There's just, there's a line and you personally know when it's crossed (laughs) and that's how we go. And that's how we know what we like and what we don't like. Exactly. That's why I say watch the trailer. So if you watch the trailer and you think it looks fun, you'll probably think the movie is fun. So anyway. (laughs) I have to watch the trailer. Okay. So I've been watching a lot of BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural and I... It like cracks me up every time because the guys in it remind me a lot of you and I, and um, <laughs> like I can't like I keep kind of going back and forth on who is and who is who, but like there's the one guy Ryan who is like terrified of like everything, and then Shane is just is just like oh this long dark hallway in an abandoned sanatorium what's the big deal like he's like he's like I can walk down here and he's like hey ghosts. I know oh, you're not geez. real. <laughs> and then, but then, I don't like, trust someone like that. <laughs> and, then he's like, and then there's like one episode where he's sitting outside and he's like being interviewed by like the BuzzFeed crew and he's like, it was fine. It was whatever. And, and then you can hear Ryan in the, in the, wherever they are, the prisoner sanatorium, just like flipping out, screaming, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like all the way outside and there, but there's something about their dynamic that like reminds me a lot of you. And I think like, as far as like ridiculous, and I think I told you this as far as like ridiculousness goes, like you're more like Shane, where you're like, no, this is stupid, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's real. Even though I. I see like walking down a dark hallway in like an abandoned building I'm less afraid of ghosts and more afraid of like tweaking homeless people or things like that who are gonna like jump out at me and hit me over the head with a crowbar 
Yeah, you know, my I don't... eyes out and make a human model <laughs> using my eyes and skin. What stuff God, like that? Creepy. Um, you know, I don't. I don't really want to walk down an abandoned dark hallway in a um. Like a ghost can't really hurt me, essentially. No. But a real person who like is half cocked could. So that totally scares on me. Crack. What? Totally on crack. Yeah. Yep. So that scares me more than like supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, supernatural stuff is scary. Like I don't want even a dog ghost living in my apartment. <laughs> but <laughs> to, to all our listeners, to put that in context, every now and then I like to ask Sam if she would live with different kind of ghosts. And I go, would you live with a ghost of a puppy? And she goes, no, no ghosts. And I go, what about the ghost of a drag queen? She goes, no, no ghosts. <laughs> what about the ghost of a no small ghosts. child? She goes, no, no ghosts. <laughs> no ghosts. That's that's what I say. No ghosts. But anyway, is that, anyway. On, is that on just like, can you just look that up on the BuzzFeed website or something? No, it's on Hulu. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. neat. Yeah. They have also have BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crime, but that one, um, I don't really like that one as much just because BuzzFeed unsolved supernatural is more funny whereas the true crime is more just like they're just telling the story and each episode is only like in the true crime one each episode is only like 15 minutes long or whatever and they're just telling the story and um but the supernatural one they actually go to the places sometimes and they like investigate it's kind of like it's like ghost adventures light okay what i would say yeah because there's like it's more ridiculous because all the more people, ridiculous than ghost it's more ridiculous i'm not even kidding like ghost well because okay so all the people in ghost adventures all the guys in ghost adventures you know like they believe that what they're investigating is real but the guys in buzzfeed you know shane is oh, like ghosts aren't real I see. okay and like the other guy is like oh my god ghosts are totally real <laughs> like we're that does sound that whatever. does sound like more ridiculous but more interesting it's it's I a lot think. funnier it's yeah. definitely a lot funnier um yeah. I do find like ghost TV shows to be a little bit weird because there's like so much post production that how do I know that you're not just having a laugh, you know? I know. But I like when they I like that a show would like re- like would be knowledgeable of that and be like, "Oh yeah, this could be fake," you know, instead of the ghost adventures where they're like <laughs> Um, the ghost just spelled out their name on our speak and say, so that's definitely real. And we didn't have an intern work on that last weekend. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I so. know. They're like, dude, he just said your name, bro. Like, yeah. like, like bro. <laughs> versus like in BuzzFeed, like, like, uh, they'll like throw a ball and it will like land on, like, this is an actual episode. They like threw a ball to play with like a little kid ghost and it landed underneath um it was a graffiti like like the guy one of the guy's names was written on one of the walls and they didn't know that it was there and and like which is ryan which is a very very popular name so it's like okay there's a million other people that could have been named ryan it could have been a kid that broke in here it's not it's like it's coincidence you know what i mean yeah but ryan is like oh my god obviously this is a sign of ghosts (laughs) (laughs) you know and shane's like um i don't think so like he's like there's a million other logical explanations for this yeah i would recommend it it's a it's a fun it's a funny show to watch um because they're just so different and they just have such a good dynamic together that it, it's fun it's a fun it sounds, show 
It sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. So my last recommendation is Pride and Prejudice, which just recently came to Netflix, I think. And it's a beautiful movie. It's with Keira Knightley and Matthew McFadden. And I get pretty passionate about this movie because I've had people tell me in the past, they're like, oh, it's like, it's like a joke of Jane Austen. Nobody, it's not real Jane Austen. And I've never actually had somebody show me concrete evidence that what they're saying is true. It's just like this bandwagon approach because it's a beautiful movie. And I've read Pride and Prejudice and there are scenes and lines of dialogue taken directly from the book. So if that's not real Jane Austen, I don't know what is, if any naysayers are listening to this, but it's a beautiful movie. Like the cinematography is gorgeous. The costumes are gorgeous. The acting is, it's beautiful. I highly recommend, I even told Mike he should watch it because I, I like, it's so good. I would recommend it to anybody. It is a love story, but it's, it's so much deeper than that. And most of Jane Austen's works are slightly cheeky anyway so they're clever and they're like they don't they're not just skin deep they're more clever and i just think this version uh joe wright directed it and i think it's just it's a masterpiece wasn't there um cinema oh yeah there was an old one i thought that they did they redo a new one recently with like romola gary or whatever gary yeah like they did a version of emma for masterpiece theater with her i love emma (laughs) i I always loved emma it wasn't as good as the gwyneth paltrow version to me just because i think gwyneth paltrow was so captivating but um it was good but this was like a major motion picture version of pride and prejudice because i think there was a colin firth version that might have been a masterpiece theater version of pride and prejudice that was done like in the 90s or something yeah but this one is i just i think it's a beautiful movie and that's my last recommendation i watched it on netflix (laughs) did you ever see um bridget jones diary yes okay there's like a scene i think it's like a deleted scene or like an extra scene or whatever in the dvd where um bridget jones is is interviewing colin firth like as colin firth and melissa (laughs) yeah and so she's like um did you know when you walked out to the water with that white shirt that your nipples were showing through the shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I would just like look it up on YouTube, but because um, I know that he was like, I think that's what started his career was him. Yeah, and I know. There's a lot of people that like really love that version, and yeah. I've never seen it to be honest with you. I haven't but, either. Um, I think this the 2005 one with oh my god 2005 yeah that's crazy isn't that nuts but anyway i recommend that anybody male female young or old i think you could enjoy it so yep yeah good 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 yeah, yeah. i've seen it but it, i maybe i should watch it again i think i saw it when it came out and it wasn't really my cup of tea then but things have changed so who knows you know who knows anyway Perhaps. Are you ready to talk about the movie? I am. All right, girl. <laughs> so um, I have to say, so we, we, we kind of like had to do something a little bit different this time. Um, <clears throat> where I, I tried to like kind of compare it to like tropes that I know or I'm familiar with like in other films, you know, but I didn't like specifically write out other films that I'd seen this in mostly because it's like, I don't know if I can really 
like remember it that well and I don't want to like write it down if it's not right you know um so I have to say that I always really liked the trope of like the handsome rich but like inevitably like super corrupt foreigner like coming in and like sweeping the woman off her feet and then making the two leads be like oh I actually really care about this person that's in my life (laughs) yeah I know what you mean to an extent I think that's okay um in this movie what i didn't like was that we are faced with the something that happens a lot in sequels in movies that weren't meant to have a sequel that end as a love story something that happens in the sequel a lot is that we have to watch them have relationship problems Mm -hmm. and i don't particularly care for that so much but this movie wasn't too terrible, like wasn't too heavy handed in that. But I just, I feel like it's almost inevitable and it bothers me because there's enough trouble in real life that I don't want to see a picture perfect romance have, I don't want to see it on the rocks. You right. Know? Like I'm not interested. Well, and also they've only been dating for six months. So it's not like it's been that long. Um, or they've only been together for six months. Mm-hmm. And also, um, it's it's like they kind of give up really easily like he's like oh you're gonna go yeah where where did she go again she went to egypt egypt that's right okay you know he's like oh you're gonna go to egypt and you're gonna like you know have this amazing um opportunity that you wouldn't have like regularly had in your life to be like a journalist for this guy write this guy's story or whatever and he's kind of just like okay bye and i was like what like it's for a fucking month like you're not yeah. gonna survive a month come on well, i thought that was weird but i also um thought that when she was on the boat I, she had writer's block so the movie starts and yeah. they're on the sailboat together and she she's got joan is it joan yeah joan yeah, joan, joan has writer's block so she can't finish she, so she can't finish her novel and Jack is like, let's go to Greece. And she's like, I want to go back to New York. How much romance can one person have? And I thought, how, why is Joan tired of this? Like, they're sailing around the world. Well, and she has a an huge adventure. fan base. Like, she is like a, like 36 books or 26 books or whatever, a huge fan base. And I have a hard time believing that she can't just live off her money for a bit. I was thinking the same thing. Like, she's that <clears throat> successful. Like, she should be able to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. And I mean, she's like, she's not even like locally successful or like nationally successful. Right. She's like internationally successful. Yeah. You know? In fact, the, the villain in this movie loved her book so much that he like mimicked her like perilous situations. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so I just, I think that was an issue that they had to write in for convenience sake because they're like, oh, we made a lot of money. So let's make a sequel and let's we have to find some sort of drama you know so i didn't i mean i liked the movie i thought the movie was fine it's fun but i just there was little aspects of it that i thought oh this is you know okay we have to go through this but i don't really understand why she would be tired of it because she can work remotely because she's a writer right and they have a sailboat and they're in love so i don't see what the problem is but i (laughs) It also seems like she's such a popular writer that if she went to her publisher and been like, listen, I know I said I was going to do this in like four months, but I can't, you know, like I need to take a break. 
maybe her publisher would be okay with it, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know. Her publisher would, like, show up in all these, like, exotic locales. I know. I know. She's like, oh, Jonah's going to be there, so I also must go. Like, yeah. She probably, her publisher probably, like, went to her boss, and she's like, listen, listen, so, um, this is crazy, but <laughs> Joan Wilder's going to be in Egypt, or not Egypt, but where are they? Where were they in the beginning? Were they, they weren't in Greece. They were like, whatever. They're in the Mediterranean, either way. Yeah, I think they um, might have been like in Italy. Yeah. And like, <laughs> she like went to her boss and she's like, Joan Wilder's going to be in Italy. Um, I think I need to go. <laughs> Your boss yeah, is like, you should so go. They, Do it. They were having these like little parties for Joan in yeah. these exotic locations. So I'm not sure. I don't understand. Like, I would have. I think I would have cared more if Joan said something like, look, I really, I want to go back to New York because I want to see my cat and I want to eat like stuffed crust pizza. I'm homesick. (laughs) Right. Instead of her saying like, how much romance can one person have? Because I think there was like a secondary message, which I kind of liked. I can kind of get on board with because it's basically what I'm saying right now is like all of her, she was talking to her publisher and she was like, all of my books end with the lovers riding off into the sunset, but what happens when the sun rises the next day? So I think there's an interesting storyline there of like, she's drained about romance her whole life, but romance in real life is, is a little bit more work than she anticipated, you know, because she's right. only dreamed about riding off into the sunset, not the rest. So I think in a more dramatic movie, that would have been an interesting message, you know, like learning to be in a relationship, learning to be in love with somebody and learning their ins and outs. But in this movie, it, I don't think that there was enough time for them to get that message across. So it just seemed like she was like kind of petty and hard to please for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, and also like the whole like statement like how much romance can someone have i'm like it must be really hard gallivanting off with this totally handsome dude like who really likes you and he's a great guy like all around the world like and i don't i don't like boats but i was like man i kind of wish i liked (laughs) sailing you know that looks like fun (laughs) i mean i like water but i don't want to live on a sailboat but i thought that looked fun as well like i i would rather they had photos of them all over the world and it just i don't know it seemed really awesome so i think it was just mixed messages at the beginning and then once like once like the first half of the first act got out of the way it really straightened out and yeah that sort of disappeared you know but i mean her sort of her pettiness seeming pettiness disappeared and it just became more of okay we've got to figure out and i think there was there was a line near the end where jack even said yeah i'm really good with the like exciting times but i'm not so good with the slow times in a relationship Mm -hmm. you know and so i think that's an interesting commentary i just so most of their like struggle was just you know like we've come down from this mega high how do we make it work but then they get thrown back into another adventure so (laughs) it's like speed yeah you know (laughs) well we were talking about speed too and um that movie was like just you know i mean (laughs) like compared to the first one the first one has the amazing keanu reeves who i love in everything that he's done um and then like the second one had like jason patrick in it and i was like i don't even remember who this guy is first of all secondly 
he was so boring and like didn't emote at all but then there was like that line that he said to like a 14 year old girl who's like oh i'm in love with you and he goes well romance barely rarely works when it's sheer trauma or whatever he says which i think is kind of like what joan and jack are dealing with is that yeah. you know they they went through this like shared trauma um or this adventure and almost died and then they're together and i could see how like after the adrenaline wears off you're like oh shit you're just like a regular person you know and yeah you, yeah you mm-hmm. kind of get this like oh that's right i guess like you know eventually real life happens and that's and i mean you you made a great point with it It, it's she's expecting like this eternal romance and to to just like constantly be replenished but the reality of it is is that people are human and relationships are not going to be constantly replenished with romance there's going to be hard times too and slow times and boring times and it's just you know but if you love someone then you deal with it and you work through it together um I think on her, I think I kind of have a feeling that both of them have never really had anything very serious. And maybe oh, for sure. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like they've just had like little relationships or flings or whatever. Um, and this is kind of the first time that both of them are settling down. And now they're like, oh, it's, you know, it, it, like when the adrenaline starts to fade suddenly you know I'm just finding myself in a different situation I don't know how to deal with it you know yeah yeah and I think that that kind of makes sense because their lives are like so wild because they're living on a sailboat and traveling to all these places and so I can kind of understand that how you would kind of reach like a dry spell for a while where you're like okay how is this relationship gonna look in normal life you know yeah yeah but yeah I just I don't know I don't really necessarily like to see that exploration in in movies that I'm not expecting to see it yeah so I didn't dislike it wasn't terrible it just I I feel like it's like oh I have to watch them go through the obligatory problems yeah that was my main issue with the movie but overall it's still pretty fun I think it's pretty true pretty true to the first one and um yeah so she gets swept off her feet by this guy named Omar Omar yeah who wants to be in charge he wants to be control of the land I don't like I don't know if it's Egypt or all of the Middle East or something I wasn't quite clear on that but I I feel like they didn't really get into that um it was just like he wanted to come across almost as like a almost like a supernatural being to these people yeah yeah like he wanted to almost come across as like a god-like figure because he Um, hired like a special effects magician to do tricks for him yeah um and so he's just this power hungry you know jerk and (laughs) ain't no one's gonna keep him down (laughs) but um but i i you know i i like the whole like i don't I guess I like were they in Egypt? Why am I I'm not sure. Maybe like they were in the Nile region of the Middle East, Africa, I mean, or you know, I I'm not exactly sure where they were, but yeah, so he asked her to come stay with him and write his autobiography. Mm-hmm. And then her and Jack sort of have like a split because yep. Jack wants to go to Greece. But then there's like an assassin who tries to kill Omar. 
and she still goes with him like she still goes with omar like somebody tries to stab him and she's like okay and he goes lots of people want to he says something like lots of people want to kill me but and he shows he's got like armor on and i thought if that was me i don't i think i'd be like okay well why don't we just talk on the phone and you can tell me your life story then you know (laughs) yeah i wouldn't go with him still no, I don't, you know, I don't think I would either, especially if he, well, especially, it's not even like, okay, just, just hear me out. Just let me finish <laughs> this. I just have to say this. Okay. So if it one, it'd be one thing if he was stabbed, but the fact that he had armor on there because he knew something was going to happen is like a whole different level. I you know. Yeah, I like agree. If he had been stabbed and it's like, okay, that's really tragic that you got stabbed, but like, you know, you're okay because it looked like it was like right here, like on his like collarbone area. Um <clears throat> but the fact that he was prepared for a stabbing, <laughs> like I mean it says volumes to what he's expecting or it kind of says volumes to who he is as a person because it's like he, there's kind of like in my mind, there's like two extremes to like wanting someone to be assassinated and that's fighting for freedom and fighting for oppression, you know? Mm -hmm. So it seems like, like people who are fighting for freedom, like, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, they're always going to be targeted because people want to keep them down and vice versa with this dude who clearly wants to like, just, you know, control everyone. He's an oppressor. Um, he is also being assassinated, but yeah, she's just like totally okay with being like, oh, I mean, it was just a gentle stabbing. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's pretty crazy. So I like the fact that she even went with him is weird, but yeah. So anyway, so they're going off to Egypt or wherever they go, and Jack is going to get on his boat, and uh, Danny DeVito shows up, and Danny DeVito is mad because he was like in prison from what happened in the end of mm-hmm. Romancing the Stone. And he wants the stone, like he wants the stone and the money. So he tries to kill Jack and then. Oh, and they put a bomb on his boat, but he doesn't Yeah, know. then Jack's bo- boat explodes. And then yep. the assassin that tried to kill Omar shows up and tells Jack and Danny DeVito to help him find the jewel of the Nile. Right. So then they are going on this quest because he's like, oh, you're you know joan isn't safe with omar omar is dangerous we need to go there too and find the jewel of the nile and save them and so they go because danny devito and jack really want to find this jewel and be rich again so that's how the adventure sort of starts (laughs) um i was kind of hoping that with the bomb that there was going to be like a um like a moment where jack is like shit there's something ticking on here you know and then like a mad scrambling to like jump off the boat instead of like it exploding at a distance you know yeah well i I always love those (laughs) yeah no they put him on they put it on the bottom like under the water right so So he wouldn't have heard it anyway he would have just died yeah um i don't know i was i was just hoping like i i just love that like action trope where there's like a mad scrambling and they like and it always happens like mission impossible where they're like one second we save the world oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah like thank god i just use this bomb with one second left you know and we save the world (laughs) um yeah i I guess i would have liked it if maybe he would have found the bot like he heard the ticking and found it and threw it over the side 
I mean, he could have been scuba diving. There's like endless possibilities, you know, boats break down all the time. Yeah, the boat would have been intact. So at the end, they could have had it back, you know. Yeah. I mean, they had to sail away in that really small looking unsafe boat. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have survived anything other than like calm water. Right. <laughs> the one exactly. that they ended up with. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was, I just, I watched it and when it exploded from a distance, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like I was just like, I wanted yeah. an up close explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe next time. Um, but okay, so the the lavish palace that joan gets taken to um reminded me a lot of like the second indiana jones film did you ever oh, really seen indiana jones right or have you not um let's just go with no i may have when i was very young but i barely remember it okay okay um it's like this well the the one in in indiana jones was a lot nicer it was a lot more like gold and stuff but i'm i'm like i'm i love i love architecture yeah. And so I was like, oh, I want to go there. <laughs> you know, like it was just this gorgeous big palace with like these huge columns and like everything and like tile, like everything was tiled and like mosaics and it was very cool. Yeah, um, it was, it was pretty cool. But things seemed like they went to shit pretty quickly. I was kind of hoping for a little bit of, for like Omar initially to not be such of a creep, you know, like I was kind of hoping he'd be like this charming and like charismatic guy who's kind of like trying to sweep her off her feet. And she's like, Oh my God, like you like live in this gorgeous palace and you're so charming. Like, how are you still single? You know, type of thing. But instead it was just almost immediately like, she's like, Whoa, stuff's not right here. And she's like seeing a bunch of shit happen. Um, including Omar running out with his hand on fire and like dousing it in the, in like the water, you know, like to try and get it yeah. out. And, um, and so she's like, okay, so what's happening here? You know, he's yelling at the British dude, the British, um, what was his name? Like the, I mean, whatever the pyrotechnics. Yeah. Like the magician pyrotechnics guy. Yeah. And, um, and so she, you know, she's, she finds out that Omar is like, everyone needs to believe that I have this like power, I have this ability or this control or whatever. Uh, and I don't know, it, it just, it happened very fast. There's almost no, I think they could have taken a good like 10 or 15 minutes just to show like kind of like a montage of her like going through the city and like seeing what it's like and like meeting the local people. Um because I love that shit. Like, I love that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I love, like, the, the little exchanges, like, like, the, you know, like, the white woman has with, like, the locals. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, and, um, and her buying things and, and everything like that. And they, I didn't get that. And I was disappointed because I felt that I was cheated. Yeah. I feel the same way. I, when I was watching it, I was thinking, wow, this pretty much immediately, she, her eyes were open and she wasn't, she wanted to leave. And I agree with you. I really would have liked her to become slightly enamored with the area. Like, you know, and like, maybe not, I don't want her to like fall in love with Omar, but I want her to be sort of 
like escape into the charms of the palace that he, yeah. he brought her to and like the little city and like buying things and like you said and like pretty much and it was weird because he said you're free to go anywhere and take pictures of anything right and so she goes she leaves the palace and the first thing she sees is like somebody graffitiing a wall and getting chased by police and that right. tips her off that something's not right so there's no dreaminess at all no. well and also it's weird because the way that you know he kind of introduces the whole concept of her coming was like this is a new adventure an exciting new adventure you know and like you know and it's 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 like a their romance action film so you kind of want to have that aspect of like it doesn't have to be like you know intimate romantic but like romantic you know like ideal you know what i mean kind of yes. like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and it, it it i i just think it would have been a little more interesting if they if she maybe thought that um he wasn't actually as bad as he seemed or something you know if they kind of had this like whole like thing where jack is like dude you know like omar's a bad guy and she's like i don't know like you know he's not terrible you know and she's like he he seems nice <laughs> to, to the yeah. thing but it, it was just immediately like no omar's a jerk stay away from him he's a creep bye-bye and um, yeah i i agree with you i think that that might have been more interesting as well yeah um also she's like so she she finds out what's going on and she's crawling around in the palace and she climbs up onto a roof and she stands up full height and starts walking across the roof and nobody would do that you would crawl across the roof (laughs) well she's like trying not to get shot yeah well and she was like like wobbling like she couldn't keep her balance and then the roof caved in and she fell into another man's like it's like basically a room that they were using to keep this guy captive right and you find out that this man his name is um his name isn't listed on the cast list it just says the jewel so you find out this man is a holy man and Mm -hmm. he's the jewel of the nile so the jewel of the nile is not a jewel but rather him it's like al jarheed or something al jar yeah something like that Yeah. yeah um we can just call him the jewel just to make it a little easier yeah um yeah, so I was when she fell into the to the room. I don't know if you like I guess I I kind of like was expecting him because I've seen I've seen this in other films where like a woman will like land in like a guy's room and the guy like makes like some sort of sexual joke and I'm just like that's kind of gross like you know what I mean that's not really oh, funny yeah. and I was like half expecting him to be like oh it's raining ladies or something something like that where you're like ew no <laughs> like this is, you know like Mm-mm. um but he was just like oh curious a woman and I was like oh my god thank you thank you for reacting just like a decent regular person you know instead of I liked how he was kind of out there like he kind of he was kind of like not that smart in terms of street smarts you know yeah or maybe socially he wasn't that smart but he was street smart I don't know how to describe it but he was kind of like a ditz yeah <laughs> and so yeah lot, when though. she fell through the ceiling he wasn't really like perplexed or scared yeah he just thought it was a curious thing he was like interesting this happens yeah. to me on a regular basis but 
Usually and then Omar <laughs> discovered them and he locked them both in the room. Right. Oh, and Omar based his like palace on one of her books. So like everything he does is like based on something she wrote in a book. Yeah, see, and that's what makes me have such a hard time believing. If this woman has someone based a palace after something she wrote, I have a very hard time believing that she's not making money from like merchandise yeah traveling like the i i just have to believe that joan wilder is rolling in the dough like i, I think that's, so. i would think so yeah i mean and that's that's why i have such a hard time believing like take a break off take a sabbatical take a year and just go and enjoy yourself like enjoy the right. world around you instead of like having to worry about you know writing about pirates and um and oh, that book that she was writing was terrible. How she's yeah, like, oh, leave me. I have pirate book. consumption. And I was yeah. like, of course she fucking has consumption. Yeah, the like, beginning of the movie started out like Romancing the Stone where they were doing like a dream sequence where it was like her book. Yeah, but it was like and, her and Jack. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I like, like how Jack was like, you were going to marry me with consumption? And she was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, I thought it would keep things interesting. I don't remember what she said, but yeah. yeah no, I it was... I could see why she had uh she had writer's block because not that I thought that the book in the first one was anything extraordinary either, mm-hmm. but at least one was really bad. Um, yeah. Oh, so Jack and Danny DeVito's character are on like a a parallel story. Um, they're going with the assassin who tried to kill Omar. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you don't really know who's good and who's bad. Like, you you know, he said Omar was bad, but you don't really know if the assassin is bad either. Right. You don't, because you don't know what the jewel is. Well, we when they first introduce them all, you don't know that the jewel is a person. Mm-hmm. And then when you find out the jewel is a person, I guess you're still not sure if the assassin is still is evil or not. But Right. Um, I like the assassin. I... I was like, I was like, man, this guy's got great hair. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud when uh, Omar finds her in the jewels room and he goes, Jack is dead. She goes, what? Jack would never die without telling me. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that line as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I was like, that's that's such like just like the the perfect thing to say when you're in shock and you're not really thinking about what you're saying (laughs) yeah no i agree yes i i like that she said that i thought that was a funny line as well but i also like how she when she sees jack in the town when her and the jewel are escaping and she Uh sees jack she's so excited to see him because she thought he was dead i know i I thought that was a really sweet scene as well I like the Jules, like, little, like, Mary Poppins umbrella. Yeah, yeah he know. jumped off the roof with an umbrella, but it didn't actually catch his fall at all. He still felt pretty hard. It didn't do shit. It did yeah. nothing. He was like, he was like, oh, I'm coming. And, like, and that was, like, his little cute umbrella, and, like, he's just like, boop. And, uh, no, it didn't do anything. But I really like that he, like, carried around his umbrella, because he used it later as, like, a prop, too. Yeah. You know? Um... And then they but, get okay. into an F-16. Yeah, so they get into the plane, which later Omar calls a helicopter, and I was like, wrong, <laughs> sir. Yeah, yeah. 
Unless they shot up the helicopter when they were shooting up the town, I didn't catch it if they did. But no, I think he. I think he was referring to the plane. Oh, That's the only okay. thing I can think of. Um, yeah. So they're driving the F sixteen through the town. Like they're obviously Jack can't fly it. No. But they're driving it around and shooting their way right. through. Yeah. Um, I wrote down. It's not an action film in a foreign country unless they destroy a couple people's livelihoods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's good. Because yeah. it's true. Like, there's this one scene where, um, you know, Jonah's, like, being chased or whatever, and there, there's, like, a guy with a bicycle, and he has a bunch of stuff on the bicycle, and all of it falls over. And I was like, no one is helping this poor dude, and this is his livelihood. Like, this is yeah. how he makes money. And it's just – and they're destroying this whole village, um, which – doesn't seem very stable to begin with because they are able to like just completely go through with a pair of like you know airplane wings which did get destroyed but regardless it's still like it's still like you know she's like chipping away um before the jewel and her escape she's chipping away like the outside of the window and everything and i'm like this is crumbling like it is crumbling like there's nothing really holding this place together and it makes me wonder if that sandstorm had like come like if it would like have just obliterated the city you know what i mean oh yeah i don't know i mean probably not but like <laughs> like i just was i did that. like how she was chipping away at the window and then the, the jewel pulled the like screen off and she goes magic and he said oh dry rot <laughs> and that made me laugh <laughs> you know me too because he just like, like magic so omar wants everyone to think that omar has all these powers right and the jewel doesn't have any powers but things just keep happening to him that make it seem like he does which right. I thought was kind of fun right i liked him a lot he was mm-hmm. he was kind of just this quirky little dude um yeah. so then they're driving they get out of the the whole village after they like totally destroy it mm-hmm. um destroy the gorgeous front like those huge doors that like lead into the village the gate yeah there we go the gate um and i'm (laughs) like i know it's it's, okay someone said something to me that like really irritated me after i watched spider-man 2 and i was like oh my god i was watching that scene in venice and i was like all those old buildings are being destroyed and someone was like you know it's not real right and i was like no, I had no idea that they, I thought they actually destroyed those buildings in Venice. Uh, when people call out things in movies as not being real, that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh my God, me too. Because I'm, I'm thinking, obviously, clearly I'm not sitting here thinking that what happened in the movie happened in real life, but how do you enjoy a movie if you can't even like talk to me on a rational level about this you know like, yeah how do you even how do you even let yourself enjoy the movie if you're just like one of those people who's like it's all fake <laughs> I that's know. The point. like that's literally the definition of movie well maybe not the full definition but part of the definition of movie is it's fictional yeah so i don't know what like what do you do what do you I do know. in real life what is it like when you're at home <laughs> like it's I like no i don't know people like that so strange to me I, it's you know it's weird to me too and it's like when i was watching um man of steel and they were like destroying metropolis i was like oh my god the billions of dollars of damage yeah. in this city i'm like they can't take it into an open field there's all these people that are like losing their jobs and their houses mm-hmm. 
and their cars and like and like their you know their mode of transportation and and it's like of course I'm upset about it because I look at it from a version like from the eyes of someone who their house is being destroyed so when I'm watching the city be destroyed I'm like oh my god all this old architecture all this beautiful old architecture and it makes me sad that it was destroyed. I understand it's not real. <laughs> like, thank you for right. the person who condescendingly explained that to me. And I cannot yeah. remember who they are. But like, I know that uh, I know that there's a not a boy out there who got bit by a radioactive spider <laughs> and has superpowers. I'm aware. You don't have to tell me these things. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like if someone was like you know, um, there was never actually a giant lizard that destroyed Tokyo. I'm like, thanks, really? Really, there wasn't? I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> someone's going to have to rewrite the history books. <laughs> I'm like, what? Godzilla's not real? This is brand new information, and I'm pretty upset about it. <laughs> I am shook. <laughs> I am shook it. So, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. Like, the destruction is always a little bit hard to watch, even though it's fake. <laughs> No, I know. It, well, and also, uh, it, it's it, when I was younger, I didn't really think of that stuff that like people's lives are being destroyed. But as like an adult, I can't stop thinking about that, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think that makes sense. Like, yeah. when you're an adult, you know how much life costs and what yeah. it's like to have to provide for yourself when you're a kid you don't think about that sort of thing no you're just like oh my god they destroyed all these buildings and that's amazing but then yeah as an adult you're like um you're in the middle of kansas we can't take it to an open field i know i went back to man of steel i have a really big well, issue with their fighting in man of steel the city was like right next to the ocean which happens in kansas oh. <laughs> but why couldn't they take the fight to the ocean that movie sucks let's not talk about it let's not talk about it. but um but yeah no i agree with you so but they get out of the city mm -hmm. and i think there's there's some interesting lines like omar tells joan before all this happens she's like i want to leave and he was like well i wouldn't go out into the desert if i was you and then the jewel says to her like this room that we're stuck in isn't really the prison it's the desert around us that's the prison you know like it's right you could die going out there so jack and joan and the jewel <laughs> triple j they mm. go out to the desert to try to work their way towards um a city or a place that she that the jewel needs to go to right and at this point she hasn't told jack that he's the jewel she does actually hint at it at one point because um, he says the name yeah she she, she hints at it at one point because i did notice that later he was like why didn't you tell me and i'm like she kind of did tell you but like it was very like very like abstract um like i don't think he would have gotten it if like we knew yeah because we had been you know privy to it but he didn't know but she did kind of hint at something i remember her saying something like that but i do actually have I have a little bit to say about the airplane and what they did with that because that scene bothered me a little oh, bit. Sure. So they get out there and the airplane is like totally destroyed after they like wrecked up the entire city and they also destroyed the airplane. And Jack um, hits it with a flare. Well, I assume it was a flare gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it explodes the thing. And I was like, you are now calling out to 100 mile radius. Yeah. Every single person is going to see this huge fire. So, like, 
good job. You just exposed where you are. I had I had no a idea really why he issue did that. that. What? Yeah, why did he do that? Because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, you're in the flattest land I've ever seen. And now <laughs> there's a smoke signal. Yeah. Well, and even if they weren't in the flattest land, it would still be like, it's a huge fire. And right. also, I think he only did it for like a petty reason. But I was like, that petty reason is going to get you killed. Yeah. So, I thought that was like, weird as winning? well. You know, yeah. like, yeah, in this situation. Um, and that that kind of really irritated me because I was, I was like, Jack has clear, like, this is not his first rodeo, you know? Right, He's right. been around. He's been around the block. He knows how bad people can be. Why? Why would you set it on fire and destroy it when you know that it, that smoke signal is going to, like, notify anyone? And they, they were not far enough for it to be not an issue, you know? And I just, I, 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 I was just astounded. I was astounded, but on, off, not only that, <clears throat> but also the desert and Sam, I don't know if you knew this, but the desert is a harsh mistress. Okay. <laughs> it is, it is a place that is very hot and you are not supposed to walk around during the day because it's too hot. Right. So why wouldn't the, 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 um, the plane be like a perfect place to have shelter i yeah why didn't they you know? like sit underneath the, sh- the plane in the shade and then walk when the sun went down exactly yeah exactly. i don't get it. i thought that something similar it was like it, it really I, I was just and you know i get it's like a fun movie but also you have to think like logically like these people could die in the desert because it's a desert not none of them have any supplies yeah they don't have any water or food or yeah anything anything yeah. so uh, it, it was it was just that was the point where i i i liked the film i liked it a lot it was very fun but i had an issue with that because i was like this like you're like jack's not stupid he's not a dumb man it's very obvious that he's a smart he's an intelligent person but that that was a dumb that was that was a, an, a beginner's move, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that was yeah. just bad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. I, I thought the same thing. It seems so stupid and pointless. Yeah. Yeah. And then they found him. And then Omar and the assassin in two separate groups, the assassin with Danny DeVito and Omar's team, like, found, found, found where they were, right? Yeah. And followed yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, tried to kill him. Yeah. So, anyway they they're free they get they get away from omar and his crazy counterparts mm-hmm. um and i love <laughs> i love the little village that they went to with all the like indigenous people oh and- yeah <laughs> yeah the tribe and how jack is just like you want me to wrestle this look at this dude he's a little wet. i thought it was like it was kind of funny and like funny in a way that i don't think something like this would have been made today Uh because the chief was like oh we want to put on a party for you and your wife and jack and joan are like oh we're not married and then he says well since you're not married my son wants to court her and you'll have to fight if you don't want my son to court her right so then jack is like i can take him because the son was like this puny little kid (laughs) and then all of a sudden the chief is like not him and a big tough guy comes out of a hut and it seemed almost like it seemed like a movie that 
in without bad intentions sort of poked fun at like a native custom yeah Mm -hmm. and i think for the time that it was made there were no evil intentions it was just made to be fun but i don't i don't see something like that happening as much now no that makes sense well it kind of there was kind of like an a thing in like Ace Ventura when that happened yeah. in the second one, but that was also made like early two thousands. So I'm not that that's an excuse. I'm just saying like no, I don't. Well, yeah, I'm time. Not, like I don't think it was necessarily bad. I'm not saying it was offensive or anything. I'm just saying it was sort of like skirting the line of yeah that sort of feeling. Yeah, I know. I totally get that. Um, but let's so let's talk about the fight that they had. Um, so Jack is being beaten into the ground and then, mm-hmm. um, the jewel, uh, I actually did write down his name. It's, um, oh, Al Jahara. Okay. Yeah. So Al Jahara, the jewel starts like just being his little like goofy self. Like he's like pretending to like swallow his umbrella and everything. And everyone's like, oh my God, amazing. This guy's a magician. <laughs> I've never and- seen anything like this. <laughs> They're like yeah. all super fascinated by this dude. And then Michael Douglas knocks out the son, who is out for hours. Like, yeah, out like he uses a clay hours. pot to knock him out. <laughs> and like they have that celebration. And the son wakes up and then immediately passes back out. And I was like, this guy's going to die. Yeah, <laughs> like, somebody should probably check on him because that's a, me- a mega concussion. Like, that is he's a huge, yeah, that's a <laughs> mega like traumatic brain injury right there. Yeah. The guy might not be the same person after that. Yeah. yeah. Like, he could be a whole other, you know, whole other person. Um, but I thought that it was really cute how she's like dancing with the, the, um, you know, like other females of the tribe or whatever. And then he stops her and they, they end up going to like hook up, you know whatever yeah they like fall like they rekindle their romance yeah and that was and really they, cute that was really they great. go into a hut and i when i was watching it i was like did they establish that this was their hut ahead of time or are they just going to have sex in somebody's random hut because he carries her into down. a hut i literally wrote that down but, i was like i was like what did i say oh I said, who's bungalow did joan and jack end up in bungalow bungalow <laughs> yeah i think um, i would have liked the comedy scene of like people in there like already like getting ready to sleep for the evening and then they come in and they're like oh <laughs> this no. is hot for sex i don't <laughs> like like or they like end up hooking up and someone walks in and they're like what are you doing in my bed yeah <laughs> you know? like, and the kissing just- was the kissing that they were doing was really bizarre because she was like smiling and he was like kissing her mouth and her teeth but she wasn't kissing him back because she was smiling and it was very weird and unromantic kissing like it was, it was I didn't a little weird for it yeah but it I wasn't it was as nice. cute as the first it... one like hmm? the the first one when they oh. did it yeah that was like a really cute scene this one yeah. was it was fine it was it was cute but it was like yeah like what you said like yeah it was cute the way they like rekindled the romance and you know they were alone and they were you know having sex but and we didn't get to, we didn't have to watch them having sex. You know, we just got to see the romantic bits, but the kissing was just very awkward style of kissing. It was. Yeah. It was really, it was definitely weird. Um, I think it's so funny too, that you were like, who, where, 
whose house is this yeah what's going on because i thought the same exact thing um i mean sorry to whoever's owned it i guess you know yeah. like <laughs> yeah might want to wash the sheets anyway um yeah so then the next day they're they're walking back in the desert again and mm-hmm. jack says you know i, I kind of like this guy, the jewel, what, I don't remember what you said his name was. Al-Jahara. Al-Jahara. I kind of like Al-Jahara. Maybe we should split the the jewel treasure with him. And then she tells Jack that he's yep. the jewel. And Jack gets offended again because she didn't think that Jack would stay around to help because he's greedy. And he said, well, maybe I would have surprised you. And she was very nice. She said, I'm sorry. You're right. You come through all the time. But he still was, like, super offended. Yeah. Um he and i get why he was offended i think he was totally within his right you know like she there was clearly like a level where she didn't really totally trust him and he was kind of like cool so you don't trust me but you know i mean we were making love in someone's bungalow last night so (laughs) i took you to a random bungalow and you you seem to trust me all right (laughs) (laughs) you were cool with what we were doing then joan what changed (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and and so um and i get that i i would be the same way where i'd be like cool so you don't trust me and we're here like in this desert and we really need to trust each other because we need to survive yeah um and then they they go and they capture they get that train get on the train yeah that part so they they find this little town Uh it's like a train it's like a train depot and al jahara says oh it's all pilgrims they're all going to worship Omar. Yeah. Omar. And so they like sneak on this train by jumping onto it while it's moving. And logically, she doesn't jump at first because she's a normal person who doesn't jump onto <laughs> moving trains. Yeah. But then she jumps and she like falls off the side and she's hanging there and she hangs there for a very long time. She does. I if was... I had her upper arm strength, I don't think I'd have any problems in my life because I did not understand how she could hold on so long. I know. Well, she, they made her like a little bit more of a damsel in distress in this, in this movie. And I didn't really like that. And I thought there was a couple yeah. scenes where like, and we'll discuss the unseen later, but I really like, I felt like she's just like, Jack, help me, help me. And I'm like, you can't get yourself up. You know, like you, like you're, you're a perfectly capable woman. And I've said this before, but women do not go easily to their deaths they're not just going to be like oh well i didn't like couldn't hold on or i didn't even try like no you're gonna fight tooth and nail to make sure that you're on top of that train you know because you know like if you fall off you don't know what's going to end up happening to you and you could end up dying you know there yeah and there was like this little like ladder thing next to her and but she couldn't quite get her feet to it and i thought she could just shimmy over yeah like and so it was she was a lot more like a damsel actually i'm glad you brought this up because i was kind of excited to talk about this movie before i watched this movie because after we watched romancing the stone mike and i watched some muppet movies (laughs) and i wanted to say that like jack is a lot like gonzo in the muppet (laughs) movies like gonzo could be like 
at death's door and he would be like what an adventure and that's what jack was like in romancing the stone so i was like i'm so excited i can use this analogy but when i was watching jewel the nile i was like jack doesn't seem very enthused about any adventure in this movie and she seems like a damsel in distress so it's like a total like paradigm shift for both of them a little bit yeah like and so i can't even compare him to gonzo because he was never excited about the adventure at all yeah no he i mean it seemed like sometimes he was but overall it just seemed like he's like i just want to go to greece and hang out which i get like you know you're like i just want to go to greece and party and drink and eat food and and um instead i have to trek all around the desert you know protecting someone who i thought was gonna give me a bunch of money and now is not and yeah and um you know i don't know if we talked about al jahara is like a like a holy man so he's a very important person to these people but um yeah you're right it, it was just it was total shift and and kathleen turner was like pretty cool in the first one and this one she was just kind of like she was okay but they could have they could have done more like if you know he had rushed over to help her and then she got herself up and then the guy that was attacking him she had like knocked him out or something yeah like give a little leeway so that there's two people who are like actively helping each other save each other's lives rather than her being like oh no i can't do anything i might fucking break a nail like you know and it's just like oh god it's just, yeah it's- no i agree with you she was more much more weak in this one yeah and, and it was um, weird so she eventually made it on top of the train but not before the guards were alerted to their presence of course so there was like a train chase and the guards were not messing around they were shooting like automatic weapons at them yeah. so they were serious they were like I mean, yeah, that was that was scary. Cause where, where do you hide? On the yeah, top of a that's train? what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> and there was like that one car that had like steel tubes in it. Mm-hmm. So they were on one side of the t- steel tubes, and the guards were on the other, and they were like shooting through the tubes. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. they would be dead. They they could no. not dodge those bullets that long. But then they got they got one over and beat the guards, but then they ran into the caboose and that's where Omar was. Yeah. And that's where he says his line about losing his helicopter. Yeah. And, um, God. and then, so he takes, him prisoner. <laughs> he takes him prisoner and he's hanging them over this giant pit. So Joan and Jack are over. And I actually liked this part. So I do too. Joan and Jack are hanging over a pit tied up and Omar's like, one of you is going to watch the other one die. And I have acid that's slowly dripping on this rope. And eventually Joan's rope is going to break and she'll fall. And Jack is like, what kind of sick, psychotic monster would think of that? And she says, well, wait, wait. but also remember there was like the goat's blood on his rope and the, the rats. Oh, were yeah. It. Yeah. So he yeah. put goat's blood on Jack's rope and released rats to chew through that rope. Yeah. So whoever's rope went first, the other one will watch the one die. And Jack was like, you're a psycho. You're a psychopath. What kind of sick person would do this? And Joan interrupts him. And she's like, this was the plot of one of my books. So she was the one who actually thought of it. Omar was just copying her. And I thought that was pretty clever. I like I that. Thought that. I like that too. And I like how she's like, um, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> like slowly raising one hand. Like, yeah. oops, sorry. Um, yeah, I like that. And um and that was uh i don't know if you really like kind of notice this but like part of when the camera was like hanging over the um 
the pit you could see that the pit was clearly like a painted like thing <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 which uh I, mean, I think our technology has advanced considerably so it looks more real but that was like i was like is that a pit that you're gonna die in the yeah, hole, you know? <laughs> it looks like you might just fall to the floor i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be okay um but then so you know they're hanging there together and oh man the way that they're hanging with their arms above their head like just hanging by their arms i'm like i can't even imagine like how sore you would be after that that would be know? terrible yeah oh, it'd be awful like if you're if your shoulders don't dislocate you know yeah. like yeah. from the pressure of your body weighing on your arms um but I thought it was cute how he's like, I want to marry you. Let's get married. And she's like, you're not just saying that because this is what's going on. He's like, no, I really want to marry you. And I was like, oh, it was very sweet. Yeah, I liked it. They sort of like re-rekindled their romance. And I like how the like Omar committed the movie trope of like just leaving and hoping everything goes according to plan. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like lucky for them, he's just like, yeah, no, nobody needs to stay and watch it. Everything's fine. No, no, yeah, die. it'll be great. And so, yeah, so they they like decide to get married, and and uh, Danny DeVito shows up with the assassin crew, like the mm. crew, and he finds them, and he sort of taunts them, like, maybe I won't let you live, but uh, I don't know. He gets like tangled up or something, and so he, he like, drops. He, like, yeah, he like gets tangled up and then he hits the ladder that they asked him to put over the pit mm -hmm. um, and had it fall onto the pit. And then they, of course, immediately fell Im yeah. onto the ladder, which like I kind of I did have an issue with. I, I felt that they didn't do enough to try and save their own lives. You know, well, I thought that a ladder like no way falling freely you would land safely on a ladder you know like the ladder would tip over or you'd graze it so or you'd yeah. break it like yeah it, no it didn't seem because it's like a ladder is not designed to um to um absorb the impact of two bodies falling on it right you know? like that's yeah like just and especially a wooden one maybe like a metal one i could be like okay yeah I'm on board with that but a wooden one i'm like mm first of all how old is it yeah <laughs> you know, like second yeah. like how often has it been used and the waiting <laughs> on a like the and it wasn't like a sturdy ladder the weight on it like if they landed on one side it would flip and they just fall in you know yeah, yeah. so yeah um, yeah it, i i felt like they could have like swung their bodies around or tr anything but it just didn't seem like they were they were really intent on saving their own lives you know mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a big, I really like when people in films are clever enough to save their own life versus someone coming in and helping them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just, no, I agree. Yeah. I get the tired of, like, I'm like, well, thank God this person arrived at this time because, you know, like if he had arrived one minute later, you both would have been dead. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, mm, I mean, it's a little bit too much like, oh, circumstance or chance. Right. And yeah. again, people do not go like submissively to their deaths like that's the thing is that and then we talked about that in like red sea diving resort where all those people were getting shot in the head like people just do not like yeah. go like sheep to their death they're like gonna fight stoically. to be able to survive right exactly you know? like we are living in a pandemic and the government wants us to wear masks and people are freaking out so <laughs> like 
Yeah, like I find it hard to believe that people wouldn't be hanging over a pit and trying to. You know, <laughs> yeah, so it's just it just doesn't it it just didn't seem right. I was like, mm, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, meanwhile, while this is happening, Omar has like this big like political rally going on. Yep, with the with the magician who's like trying to do the pyrotechnics so it looks like he's doing magic and this scene got me thinking like i'm not really a joiner i'm not really a cheerer you know like if i go see a rock band i'll clap for them and if they really fire me up maybe i'll give like a woo you know (laughs) but i can't imagine any political candidate any across the board no one making me go to like a rally and like cheer and scream and so outside of my realm of like I get really excited about things but I don't get like outwardly that excited right what kind of people are these because I it's so weird to me to think about people getting that excited about anybody any single person but people are so like you put someone in a seat of power people are so easily corruptible you know what I mean it's just I think if you're putting all your faith and all of your beliefs in this one person, you're going to be disappointed when you find out that they're a human being, you know? And, yeah, and but I just, I think it's so strange. And, and it's like, I think I kind of wish that they had done more of like a, um, kind of maybe showing maybe more of like Omar's followers or something. And m- putting them maybe almost in like a cult like mindset you know yeah yeah um where they're like oh he's our savior he's you know he's like a god he's gonna do whatever he can like set his hand on fire and not burn you know or whatever that makes sense yeah but for for having hired this dude this magician this british guy to make it seem like this omar has all these amazing powers they really didn't do anything with that at all right yeah it was just like pyrotechnics like this this choppy like wheeled thing that kept stopping and he kept like looking around yeah yeah well and he's like almost falling off this it's just i don't know it it, for me it it seemed like if you're it also really wasn't like overall as far as like rallies go it wasn't that big there was not that many people there you know it was like maybe 300 400 people or something yeah i still just think it's so weird like I mean, I shouldn't have even categorized like rock concerts or like wrestling shows or sporting events. That's, I mean, that makes more sense to me why people would cheer. But at a like for any political figure ever, I cannot imagine being that excited. No, no. But the unfortunate thing is that there's always going to be political figures like that that people are going to follow to the end of the earth and, you know, I mean, and kill their fellow man over, like, you know, like Hitler. Yeah, like, yeah it, makes me, it makes me think of like like old newsreel footage and it's it's so it's so weird to me and I haven't really thought that deeply on it before until I saw that movie and it sort of made me think and I was like why do we even have political rallies because doesn't that feel weird like going and thinking that this one person is going to change everything. I I don't know. I think that's weird, but you know, I kind of equate it to um like 
uh, saying our national anthem in school. It's like weird. It's chanty. Everyone's doing it at the same time. We're all standing up and we're like having our hands over our hearts. It's like oh, the Pledge of Allegiance. The Pledge. That's what I meant. What did I say? Yeah, the, anthem? Yeah, the Pledge. Yeah. Of Allegiance. Same, yeah, that's what same I meant. That's what I meant. Um, yeah. And everyone is like, you know, and it, it's like what if I don't pledge allegiance to the United States? What if I, you know, like, what if I don't feel that way at all about the United States? And it's just, it's just like this weird. Well, you can kindly leave. Get <laughs> well, on out. Well, then I will. Don't you let the door hit you <laughs> on the way out. I'm going to go to Greece and I'm going to enjoy all the Greek food there. It's super cheap now. Oh, well, economy's in shambles. <laughs> I was going to say, good luck because uh, they're really suffering over there because they probably don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. No, they probably don't. So. <laughs> I don't know why we got Lena. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, I, had, I think it's like three nipples he had three nipples <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with like caring about the country you live in but yeah no, i like, don't either like pledging allegiance and doing stuff like that is 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 kind of strange I yeah i, I, I yeah. think if you're pledging your undying allegiance to anyone you need to rethink a, like what your values are because like it's it's one thing to be faithful or loyal to someone but it's a whole other thing to be like i'll follow this corrupt person to the end of the like to the end of the earth and die over someone who doesn't even know my name you know and yeah yeah it's which is not is not the extreme that was happening in this but like you get what i mean it's kind of it's a yeah it was just the crowd that got me thinking about it because i can't think of any leader who would a who would make me want to go to a rally of any kind or b would excite me so much that i would be like cheering blindly just for them you know i mean and do we even know what omar's political beliefs are like what he wants to do i don't think they ever got into that no they don't really get into it yeah there's a there's a lot missing in this film i liked it and i did too it was fun. yeah yeah um okay so i want to talk about so they're trying to get omar to like like office platform or whatever and um him and joan end up fighting and she like falls over and she's like backing up but she's like on her like like her butt and so she's like scooting backwards Mm -hmm. and then like jack saves her him or like saves her out of the blue and that is the problem i had because i was like she he was advancing close enough where she could have waited there and he could have gotten closer and all she needed to do was lift up one leg and hit him right in the junk and yep. he would have been down for the count I, push him over into that fire you're done yeah yeah either way they away. murdered him they were cold-blooded murderers <laughs> i mean him off but that, yeah. he was trying to kill them but i mean yeah i agree like she could have just pushed him off right yeah. and, and it's 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 just like you know she's like jack save me and i'm like you're like you're right near the most sensitive part of a man's body use what you've got and like save yourself you know what i mean like self-defense 101 it is like they're like they're literally like like self-defense 101 is like your elbow is the hardest part of your body so you hit with your elbow like into someone's face or you hit them in their crotch because that will be the thing that will be like okay i give up that really hurt and you know and yeah and then you run away um, or you push them into the inferno, whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever way. works for your situation, whether it's an inferno <laughs> or you're on a street. I don't know. I don't like. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. 
but if you're lucky there's an inferno in the street yeah so you know sometimes worlds. maybe even the same call no one knows yeah. who knows <laughs> things happen it's like yeah. it's all sorts of exciting ways for your villains to die <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, exactly so I, I really had just an issue with that because again you know we talked about her just being a damsel in distress where i was like this is a perfect point where she could totally save herself and yet for some reason she's incapable of it yeah and no, I, I agree. I just, I hate that when they do that with female characters. And again, I will repeat myself, but women will not go so easily to their deaths. She's not just going to be like, oh, well, I'm down now in the dirt. Like, yeah. she's fine. She's not sick. She's not like, like, you know, blind. She's not ill. She's not, there's, she's totally okay. She's a totally healthy woman. But for some reason, she's incapable of saving herself in that moment. And I, yeah. I was just like, you know. That's just bad writing. And it's insulting. It's a little insulting as a female. I think, you know? I think it's, yeah, it's kind of, yes, I agree. Because I think they were trying to be so heavy handed with the romance that they wanted to have him save her. Yeah. But the first, in the first movie, they still had a good romance and she stood up for herself a lot. So, yeah. And she totally, but I think herself. this is a different director. I don't think it was Robert Zemeckis, right? I think oh, it's, um, I don't think it's the same guy. But let me see. I could be wrong. Are we both looking it up? I yes. keep thinking about that third nipple thing, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, everyone has to know that we were quoting, <laughs> we were quoting Elizabeth Town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's from Elizabeth Town. Yeah, this was directed by Louis Teague. Oh, okay. You know Louis Teague, the famous director that everyone. Yeah, knows. of course. I'm, <laughs> I'm very kind of mean. Just Louis because Teague I haven't work. heard of him doesn't mean nobody has. No, I've never heard of Louis. Oh, Teague. he did. Um, Here's his. Oh, he did the movie Cujo. Okay. And I never saw that one. Dukes of Hazard Reunion. Oh boy. <laughs> Navy Seals and Wedlock. Those are his movies. That's it. Okay. So I've heard of Alligator. One Cat's of those. <laughs> like one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So anyway. <laughs> well, you know what? He, he sounds like he is an incredible director and people are him left and right yeah <laughs> so yeah so i think um this one follows the okay it's a sequel so it's not quite as good trope, mm -hmm. you know but it, it's also fun like i wouldn't i would never say not to watch it if you watch the first yeah. one especially oh and while this is happening like well they kill omar like the jewel is walking through the fire but yeah, I thought that was a little weird. Thinks that he's like magical, you know, but it's just like coincidence that he's on stage. So he ends up, you know, in his rightful place, I guess. Yeah, but he was like literally walking through fire. Yeah, well, it showed an overhead shot. Do you feel like I'm cleaning my glasses? <laughs> She's I'm got her microphone in her armpit. In my armpit. <laughs> okay. I touched my glasses and got a fingerprint on them. No, so anyway. I get it. I wear glasses too. I mean, long distance, but I get it, you know. So, yeah, so he, they show an overhead shot of him, and he is, like, walking through an opening in the flames. Yeah. From the ground, it looks like he's defying it, you know. Yeah, he's kind of, like, weirdly shuffling through. He's got, yeah, like, and you can tell it's green screens. So yeah. Special effects aren't very good. It's really fake. Yeah uh and then but, um yeah and so he's back where he they got him to where he needed to go and he's uh you know um 
and then Joan and Jack tie the knot. They get married. They get yeah, married. and her publisher's there. Yeah, and her publisher's like crying. In She's the like, middle oh my of God. wherever they're at, the middle the of the happiest day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> my life, my life. And uh, and then they say, "Oh my off. God, I love Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle is my, my life." life. <laughs> um, yeah. So they sail off happily ever after. Yeah, in and a then, tiny boat that in a I tiny hope they little boat. Very long on. <laughs> I like how they like get married in Egypt, and for some reason, the like she like flew down there to be with. Them. Yeah, <laughs> like, she flew. The publisher flew to wherever they were to go to their wedding. I'm wondering if they're like good friends. Like they must be like it friends too. Seem like she's her only friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe her publisher because they were having drinks together in the first movie. You know. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe I, yeah i don't know I don't, but. joan wilder's kind of a loner you know yeah 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 i guess she kind of was because she yeah. like lived through her books you know and then i they never mentioned her kitty again i was like where's the kitty no yeah they never mentioned no. her kitty she tells omar that she has a cat because you hear the sounds of like somebody getting tortured in the beginning and she goes what was that and he said big cats <laughs> and she goes i have a cat and that's all you hear yeah, yeah. you oh, never find out what happens to the kitty mm-hmm. um I'm assuming it wasn't on the boat <laughs> because, you know, that would have been tragic. Oh, yeah. It got exploded. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That I know. I have my own kitty looking at me right now. Uh-oh. He's looking real sleepy. <laughs> he just woke up from a nap. But, yeah, um, I would recommend it. I totally would recommend it. I think I think it's fun. I'd say Romancing the Stones better. Yeah, um, I agree. It's but if you're into like a little bit of romance action, they're they're good. They're fun. They're fun to yeah. watch. They're fun for like just you know like it, it's kind of like a family film a little bit too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so, very fun. Yeah. It's a good um, uh, movie and a good sequel. A good good as a sequel to that movie. Yeah. You know? So if you're watching one, you should watch the other. For sure. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And you get to see the end of Jack and, and Joni's romance. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you. So I was looking last night at, um, for some reason, I, I, I was looking up Jewel of the Nile and then, um, like, on Google, they have, like, the related to or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. There's another movie that Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner are in where they're married. It's called The War of the Roses. And- <laughs> oh, I've heard of that movie. I think that's a di- that's a movie about a divorce. Yeah, I heard yeah. it's like a comedy. I don't. I'm like, I don't know if I really. I kind of want to watch it because I'm not gonna lie, but man, I was like, I'm so into Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas as a couple. Like, I think they're so cute. And when I look up the pictures to like post them on Instagram, I get like really excited every time I see like a romantic photo of them too. I'm like, oh my god, I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, I I think that they work really well together they have chemistry and i think it's because she's tough because mm-hmm. he's i'm not like a huge fan of him but i think he she makes him better yeah you know mm-hmm. and i yeah they work really well together i agree i am a michael douglas fan oh i just I looked up oh go ahead i didn't recent. i didn't become one until recently really until like this year yeah yeah because then I saw, no, what happened is I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about disclosure. And I was like, man, that sounds terrible. I got to see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
<laughs> and uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. So then I watched Basic Instinct and said, and that was also terrible. And then I watched Green Eggs and Ham. I watched the entire series of that, which is a really cute show, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I just started like, I just like started finding all these like Michael Douglas movies. Like there was like the game. I watched that. And then I just kind of got like, I was like, I guess I'm kind of a Michael Douglas fan because I can't stop watching his movies. So, yeah. you know, he's, he is, um, he's very much typecast into like the asshole character, but he yeah, it well, so, but I wouldn't <laughs> consider Jack an asshole character. No, you know? I agree with you. That's maybe that's why I like him because yeah. he's atypical for michael douglas roles but it is yeah it looks like danny devito is also in war of the roses so it's like the trifecta oh, yeah. yeah yeah and Did also we... samwise gamgee isn't oh sean astin yeah nice yeah so anyway so um exciting news i'm working on a website for us uh, other than that you know, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Watchers of Movies. We also have Facebook at Watchers of Movies. And if you have any suggestions, Watchers of Movies at gmail.com. Also, thank you so much to Mike for our wonderful music and his Twitter. Yes, is... you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. His name mm-hmm. is Mike Myers. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. And I think that's it. I think we're done. Yeah. Stay tuned for next week when we have something exciting coming. <laughs> Ooh. What is it? <laughs> I no one will know until like Monday when I post things on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's not a secret for very long. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> anyway. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.